Welcome back. You're watching Stockwatch with me, Julieta Televi, and tackling your questions this evening are David Shapiro from Sussman Securities and Wayne McCurry from FNB Wealth and Investments. If you'd like to send questions to us, please SMS 41392, email stockwatch at bdtv.co.za or tweet us at businessdaytv using the hashtag Stockwatch. David, Wayne, good evening to you both. Wayne, we shall start with you because essentially we're all in the dark here as to what's going on. <laughs> it's not just ESCOM, it's a market phenomenon. But the one thing that we could say um, is that at least we're not the UK because it looks like yeah. all hell is breaking loose there. I mean, um, Wayne, can you explain exactly what is going on? Because it sounds like forced sales of bonds by pension funds to meet margin calls is part of the issue that has now seen a complete reversal of um, the tightening of the last couple of weeks. Correct. I mean, it is absolute chaos going along there. How you can think it's a wise idea to borrow like crazy and cut taxes in the highest inflationary environment they've seen. I don't know if it's 40 years in the UK or 60 years in the UK and decide you're going to go crazy and spend money and borrow money. I mean, the markets, will, the markets as we're seeing now, will sort you out. <laughs> I mean, the, 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 the bank, the Bank of England will sort it out. They are going to raise rates absolutely through the roof as, as though they weren't doing it already. It's going to go even higher. And the long bond, I mean, David might know, but I think it's through 5% uh, there. Uh, you know, this is crazy. And now they're uh, the central bank to try and calm, calm the waters there. is actually printing money to buy bonds because there's so many sellers because of what you said. These guys are forced sellers. Yeah, I mean, it's an, of, of the bond market. It's an extraordinary situation. So you've got... Um, you know, super tightening hawkish central bank yet buying bonds at the same time. Um, and I did see in the FT they were saying that um, uh, uh, the the finance minister or the chancellor of the exchequer is going to have to come back and either come up with a new plan or keep markets informed as to what he's uh, what he's going to do. Um, I mean, it's, yeah. it's it is literally it's just politics. I mean, it is fiscally and economically speaking craziness. I mean, it's, it's, it's literally Looney Tunes. Um, so, so, David, I'm going to then uh, get on to a question from someone and also, Wayne, um, a question on Capco, because I suppose anyone holding UK property in this environment thinks, oh, dear. Um, the, the one question, um, uh, David, to intro you into the show is, I have only one question. When will all this negativity end? I'm really frustrated, says uh, one of our regular viewers. Do you think it's going to end about sooner rather than later? Time. I think <laughs> in about a half an hour, it will all be over. So, so don't worry. Just don't panic. I, I actually think that, you know what concerns me? During COVID, governments never got together. There was never a coordinated effort to kind of address what is a very serious issue. You know, this is all about the currency and maintaining uh, the level of the currency. So um, why they chose, why Liz Trust tr chose Re Reaganomics and she chose a very bad version of it because she's not doing anywhere close to what Reagan tried to introduce uh, back in the 80s. Um, I mean, it, it, it's minor, but she is causing a lot of chaos. And then you've got um, you've got the Fed trying to you know trying to replay Volcker's book as well. So everybody's all over the place. And and I think that the Bank of England uh, has been the first sane kind of move, saying, "Hold on a sec, we've got to stop this madness." And I think somewhere else down the line, I think you're going to see 
very similar moves. I wouldn't be surprised if the Fed blinks as well, mm. because at the moment, I think they just carpet bombing the U.S. economy without a consideration of growth. Because, you know, U.S. is an innovative growth economy. You can't just kind of um, annihilate the economy and then say we'll pick up the pieces. So no. I think, you know, we need to be a bit more cautious about what we try to achieve. And I think the Bank of Japan has already come in now and said, okay, enough of this. And I think somewhere along the line, some sanity will prevail and, you know, uh, sane voices will be heard. They're coming out already, a lot of criticism now already for, for what the Fed's doing, maybe overstepping it. So mm. I think overall, globally, uh, this has gone a bit cuckoo. Um, you know, so in our editorial in the Financial Mail this week, we write about um, how you've got to look to U.S. earnings season uh, or, or actually earnings mm. season generally. And I mean, I was thinking today about some of the results that came out from Alviva or Mot um, not Motus, uh, Bala World. And you look at that and is that not, are those not the things that are going to introduce sanity in, into the market where you look at companies and you think they're still doing pretty well? double-digit growth in earnings um, and revenues, uh, you know, innovation, weathering, so all these kind of global catastrophes. I mean, is, is, is it the earnings, the actual, the companies that make up stock exchanges that are actually going to introduce the sanity? I mean, or is, it, is that too simplistic a way of looking at it? I don't know. Wayne, what, what do you think? Look, I mean, markets are driven by two things. They are driven by the prevailing interest rate environment, and there it's mainly the long bond rate, and the market's outlook for earnings. Those are the two drivers of the markets. So the bear market we're going through now, which, by the way, I think we're close to the bottom of the bear market. I think we're over the worst of it. The, what we're going through now is actually the adjustment of the market to higher interest rates and higher inflation, specifically the long bond. I mean, I've just had a look now. The UK long bond's 4.6. The US long bond's 3.5. That's up from 0.6. It's not so much the adjustment to, you know, diminishing prospects for earnings. In other words, this is a derating of the market. That's what we experienced. We've had 12 years of incredibly low, abnormally low interest rates and inflation, and the market will soar in that environment. But, you know, the price-earnings ratio in the S&P 500 is already you know, quite a bit below 20. So this adjustment is happening and will probably continue to happen for a little while longer, but I think we're over the worst, as, I, as I've said. It's not so much the earnings story okay. that, that, that's causing the market uh, market turmoil we're in now. Barlow is very specific, yeah, they're off a low base mm. and yeah, the, fair the mining sector has got to spend money. So the outlook for Barlow for the next, I don't know, five or 10 years is probably quite good. David, your thoughts? I mean, for the negativity uh, part oh, of the no, question. I'm, I'm with it, yeah. I think that you're going to get very good earnings. In fact, uh, last week, Wayne uh, recommended NVIDIA. And, I mean, NVIDIA has been hurt so badly, and yet they came out with a chip this week. They released a gaming chip. I don't know how to explain it, which is just everybody is just ecstatic about the quality of this chip and how it's going to change gaming. It almost gives you live type account. You know, when you watch a game, it's going to be as though you're watching a live video. So, I mean, the companies are not standing still. You know, my recommendation, I'll give it to you now. Uh, my favorite company is a company called ASML, which is very closely related. I mean, when I read their reports and go through it, I say, you know, people are insane to be chucking it away. If you take their view three, four, five years down the line, 
I mean, it's 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 coming in now at very very attractive levels, and therefore I I'm on your side. I think that eventually earnings will prevail. The derating that Wayne mentions has taken place. You know, the PEs that we're talking about are not these over. Uh, you know, these mad PEs that 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 people were talking. In any case, these are operating businesses. Mm. So that's why I think. You know, when I said in over, in 30 minutes this thing will be over, <laughs> I think we're very close to to a time where you're going to start to see things turn around. Mm. Well, maybe we're uh, just talking about our show. Maybe yeah. slowly. I'm not saying this is going to be a speed train, but I mean at least you know people start saying, "Hold on a sec, it's time to start nibbling. It's time to start looking at some of these decent businesses." Yeah, um, and then just on that question on Capco, um, so it's a viewer. Um, he said, Capco shares have taken a pounding. Is Wayne still backing them? I'm sorry, Wayne, but I decided to bail out. <laughs> I cut my losses before I jump off a building. It's following the same trend as the now <laughs> defunct into shares, and that's into the ground. Um, well, uh, you know. In, uh, Capco ain't, ain't, ain't into. I mean, this is the, the, of the qualitiest retail space in the world. Mm. I, I wouldn't bail out now. I know the pound, and I know all of that, and. I mean, we can might as well talk about my listings. So David has spoken about it. Talk about oh. my stock pick. I'm picking. I'm picking 91. I'm picking a UK company. Mm. You're getting these things at absolute bargain basement prices. I mean, you really are. And um, you know that the pound will recover. You know this craziness isn't. The market will sort out what's happening. I mean, literally, the market and the Bank of England will will will, will sort out the politicians. You know they far more powerful than what politicians are. So I would actually be buying UK assets now. Mm. I mean, and to some extent, the negativity, uh, if, if, you're, if you're quite, I suppose, sanguine um, and you've done your homework and you are you're convinced of the merits of the companies, this is your friend, right? This is when you want to buy yeah. these shares. Yes, you must buy it when there's chaos because that's when you get shares cheaply. Mm. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. Uh, I because haven't spoken... Also, you know what? I haven't spoken to anyone in the U.S. I'm in Boston at the moment, having been in New York. That's concerned about their business. They're working hard. You know, everybody's working hard, doing what they did even before all of this broke loose. I don't think inflation might. Yeah, they might have to pay more for a certain person if they need employment. But they get over these things, and and that's what's uh, you know that that's what amused me. I get on the train or I get on wherever we go, walk into shops, you know, you don't see panic. Everybody's just going about their lives in a normal way and in a very normal way, you know, uh, when I say uh, picnicking in the park or whatever. So I don't see a U.S. that is falling, you know, that, that where there, there's panic in the streets and everybody's concerned about what lies ahead. On the contrary, and still in the windows, help wanted, help wanted, help yeah. wanted all over the place. Okay. So I mean, just to come I, back to, I, sorry, David, just to come back to Capco. Okay. I mean, this thing's this thing's lower than COVID levels. It's below twenty rand. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a question that came through on Alviva, which came out with results today, and the question is whether or not it's still likely to delist. I don't know if you followed this at all, um, David Wayne, or if this I is sort of out of your this, radar. I can't help on this, unfortunately. Yeah, I don't know Alviva that well. I didn't. I haven't looked at their results. I know that in my competition, a lot of people have chosen it and done very... You chose it. No, I did not. Was... <laughs> I oh, did sorry. not choose it. But look, at I mean, you know, Alviva... So Alviva's mm. old Pinnacle Holdings, and it has, as you say, okay. I mean, this year it's had a, it's a, had a phenomenal year. 
Um, and I think there's uh, uh, expectation of corporate action. Um, but OK, we'll have to move um, on from that. And uh, so apologies uh, to the viewer. Um, a question on Old Mutual. Um, I mean, Wayne, going back to you, you know, talking about, well, I suppose Old Mutual no longer has the, the UK um, exposure. But, uh, no. And um, of course, that, that's Coulter, um, which it hived off a few years ago. But the question on Old Mutual is, um, excuse me while I bring it up. Uh, would Wayne, I'd like Wayne's view on Old Mutual. The price is now sub 10 Rand. Is this a hold or sell or potentially a savvy idea to buy? The price looks cheap, but cheap can be cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, Old Mutual has looked cheap for a very, very long time. And the share price has been hovering between 10 bucks and 15 bucks now for, a, for also for, you know, since, since COVID essentially. Essentially, it hasn't recovered from COVID and is once again back at COVID levels. Look, this is. This is cheap, and I know their problems, but they're well capitalized. You're getting a 7% dividend yield out of it. Mm. I mean, you're getting low single-digit PE, although a PE is not the best way to look at a life company, but a 7 almost 8% dividend yield. I mean, this must be super cheap. Mm. David, your thoughts on Old Mutual, because you're quite dismissive. You find them very... Uh, sort of downbeat and apologetic almost, uh, or just um, sort of... Um, it, you know, it's a difficult... Low ambition, it, it, shall it, I say. It, yeah, it's a very difficult uh, industry to be in when things are down, because people don't want to be forced into buying products. They don't want to be forced in, you know, unless they have to buy something. But I think you get to the point, and Wayne is raising it, where suddenly, hold on a sec, things, things are starting to look very cheap. You know, we could, when they were a lot higher, you could criticize the, the earnings and you could criticize management. Here we've got management who are really trying to turn this thing around um, and, and becoming very innovative. But I also think you have to look at pricing as well. You know, you have to look at where the price of company like this with its assets, with its sales force, you know, is trading and whether or not it presents a value. And Wayne says, you know, we're getting to pre-COVID levels now. Mm. Uh, you've got to start to look at that. If you looked at it in March 2020, uh, you've got to start looking at some of these businesses now. So from that point of view, I think we're getting a, a stock market that is, is once again, you're getting to give away prices. Mm. You know, it, it's okay. not the time to jump ship. It's a time to start looking for those, those, those uh, opportunities. Yeah. Um, then there's a question on Sassel. Um, <laughs> and he says, who would have thought that Tongart would be holding up best in the current market? Is that not because it's suspended? That's because they suspended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. On a more serious note. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, looking at Sassel <laughs> and their hedge policy, they've limited downside on the oil price. However, the strong dollar now results in significant gains for them. I would have thought that the share price should be more stable. However, day by day, the share price is heading lower. Should one be adding at these levels? Uh, Wayne, what do you think? No, I still think there's more downside. I think oil's going to 70. I think there's more downside. Uh, but then, but then, you know, with, as with all other commodity shares, I was actually looking at commodity shares today. These platinum shares have been pounded. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they're also looking cheap. They're looking fair value. They're, they're the mining shares, even though I think there is more downside, and they're not screaming buys, but they're also showing value. I mean, these shares have come down massively, and... Mm -hmm. The market, quite frankly, at this type of level, is starting to show quite a few nice mm. value opportunities. Mm. But, you know, as per we spoke about early on in my stock pick, you know, maybe 
the opportunity is actually quality UK companies. Because mm. they're having a worse time than us. Yeah. Um, David, your thoughts on Sassel? Do you think it's gonna the oil price is likely to head to seventy and, and sort of between seventy and eighty dollars a barrel is actually Sassel's the long term forecast in which they yeah. uh, essentially the model their their um their business. Yeah. Don't fight the trend. You know, if the trend is starting to if it's peaked and it's starting to go down, just let it run its course. Um, I think oil will recover, when, but you need an economy that's going to turn around. You need a China that comes back into the market and starts to spend. Uh, but for the meantime, I think just, you know, you, you don't have to bottom pick this one. Um, but I'm with Wayne in the other thing. I think I think just watch that commodity market, you know, watch for that bottom. Because I think, again, a lot of shares are just being thrown away. And we're almost going in. You know, we're we already pricing in a recession. You know, oh, a recession. You know, it's in the market. I think mm. a lot of the bad news has already been priced in. The Fed has showed its hand. This is what we're going to do. So a lot of that is in. I think it's a bit too late to now come out with your bearish prediction. <laughs> so yeah. I think, you know, I think, so I think you're going to suddenly find a turning point pretty soon. When it comes, that's always difficult to yeah. tell. But look for these opportunities, you know, just do do your homework on some of these companies, even the Capco at 20 Rand. I mean, it's crazy. Mm. And you saw how many people were there for the Queen's funeral. You know? <laughs> I mean, they all went to Covent Garden, and bought soap and flowers and all the stuff that they do. So, I mean, that's that's the UK, you know, mm. that's that's Britain. Mm. And have a look at the football stadiums. They're packed, you know, yeah. people are... People are there. They can still afford to buy their tickets. Yeah, yeah we'll just wait until winter, you know, when everyone's... Um, um, although, actually, uh, I think... The, when they're paying for gas. Yes. No. Well, uh, the economist uh, referenced uh, Willy Brunt, who was, the, I think, was the German chancellor in when yes. there was a, a, a bit mm. of a, a fuel crisis, you know, back in the, what, 70s? And he, who, and mm. he said, well, um, it's going to be difficult, but you just need to dress up warmly. Um, and 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 we we need to dress up warmly, and we won't starve. <laughs> it seems a slightly more stoic approach than what we're seeing at the moment. Everyone's sort of shrieking in panic, um, and perhaps unnecessarily. Anyway, sorry, that was a, a slight uh, diversion. Um, mm. There's a question on Pepco, and uh, it is I'd like the panel's view on Pepco at current levels. Um, Wayne, what do you think? Look, look, look. I, I think there are some South African assets that that are showing good value. I mean, the, the retailers. The retailers as a whole, uh, I don't think is truly bargain basement price yet. They're certainly not as cheap on the South African markets as as the banks are. But you still, you know, you're still getting Pepco at a, you know, quite a reasonable price. I mean, it's it's certainly not not cheap. I mean, the price earnings ratio is thirteen, which is which is not bad. Mm. So yeah, I think there are better buyers out there, but certainly you know, Pepco is not Pepco is not. It's not overvalued by any stretch mm. of the imagination. Such a good operation. I mean, yeah, they operation. know their market so well. You know, uh, from Rainier, from Ruins Day, when he started this, you know, they just identified their market and they've stuck with it all the time. Yeah. You know, I just think uh, wherever you go, whichever dorpy you go through, Ritfontein or not, there's a pep <laughs> yeah, store there. There's you a know, pep there's store. Always... <laughs> Uh, yeah, the viewers won't know that no we were talking about Rietfontein Re- because uh, apparently it's the town that doesn't actually get any load shedding in South Africa because mm. it's on a power line between Namibia and uh, South Africa and Namibia doesn't get load shedding. Maybe we all need to move to Rietfontein. Um Wayne, you in particular. Um, yeah, no, I, I, love, I love the Northern Cats, so it's great. Okay. 
Um, I don't know if anyone can help a, a viewer who says, can you guys explain the CFR, um, the option on Richemont? Mm. Oi. Yeah, it's, 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 it's not complicated. It's, uh, um, and I, I haven't got the details. This is one of these factors that you should give us warning. Listen, we've got this yeah, class. Sorry. Go look okay. up what it is. <laughs> yeah, it's still listed, I think. And I, I don't know how long it's going to be listed for. But um, okay, well, can we I, set ourselves some I homework for next week? The full details. Yeah. If Wayne kept talking, then I could quickly look up and sound <laughs> clever by going onto a sense <laughs> statement. I can't do it yeah. fast enough. Okay, well then, Wayne, let me mm. ask you another viewer. Um, uh, yeah. A question says, "What about IT shares? Are they also at bargain levels?" I think so. Yes. Well, let's just let's just talk broader tech rather than IT. I mean, you look at Netflix. Netflix is a is a proper company. I mean, it's it's well established, massive viewer based, base lots of money, big cash inflows. I mean, in, in the U.S., it's got almost a 20% return on equity, which is phenomenally high. This share has been pounded. Mm. I mean, yes, tech is cheap. I still, once again, think there's some downside. Um, but, the, but the Nasdaq's down, what, 30% in total? So we're getting near, we're getting near the bottom. So the answer is yes. And look tech, at that Netflix so uh, share price today, up 7%. And actually, it's kind of... Yeah. It's been very steady, just, you know, bumbling along kind of yeah, around the $200 tech, mark for I think, a few months. I think tech is a buy, but the only proviso to that is we're going to see dollar weakness at the end of next year. Second half of next year is going to be uh, quite material dollar weakness because this dollar strength cannot continue forever. And that might dampen the, you know, the tech prices because the RAND more than likely... You know, 2023 sometime going back below 16, eh? Mm, let's hope so. Um, David, have you been able to um, uh, find an answer to our viewer's question on the option on Richmond? No. No, <laughs> fast enough. No, it left, it left <laughs> me homework for me. I've got to tell you, I've got to tell Wayne something, is that my daughter's got a Tesla. It is an absolute brilliant car. Yeah, I, there's, nothing, there's nothing wrong with it except the price. No. <laughs> The, we, everything is driven by app and everything there, is, there are no moving parts in the car other than a screen that tells you everything and the acceleration the actual drive is is quite extraordinary it's, 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 it's I, astonishing if you use the what they call it maniac or whatever mode you'll accelerate like oh oh uh, sports mode yeah sports mode yeah. You'll accelerate you'll like any crazy. Any go-kart in the world, yeah. Any <laughs> go-kart, Ferrari, any, you name it. Yeah, for 20 <laughs> minutes and then the battery's flat. <laughs> okay, can we, can we stop talking about your daughter's Tesla? Okay, car's great. The share price is maybe not yet great. Um, and because you, uh, you sort of um, uh, jumped the gun with your share price picks in the first half, you've been forced into another stock pick uh, to end the show with. Wayne, uh, what yeah, is I'm yours? Getting, I'm just having a look at Capco. I mean, Capco... Mm. Well, you know, as, as I said earlier on, mine's 91, and this is a pure um, share price story on the back of the, the, the UK situation they find them in. But why not go for Capco as well? I mean, you know, we've spoken at pre-COVID levels, lower than COVID levels. I mean, mm. that longer term has got to be crazy pricing. And Old Mutual as well. We spent a lot of time talking yeah, about okay. old, old Mutual. That's also crazy low prices. Mm. Okay. And David, your um, pick uh, was I ASML. Think, I don't know if there's anything else that takes your fancy. 
Well, on an so, outside, I think Meta is also. You know, people love to hate it and they criticize it at every level. But if you take what Wayne says, the amount of cash that this company generates, whether you like Facebook or Instagram or any of those uh, apps that they have, WhatsApp, I mean, they generate huge, huge amounts of money, which they keep putting back into the metaverse, you know, in developing new products and that. So I, I think this is another company that, and I say it as an outside bet, you know, okay. it's never been one of my favorites or never been there, but I think you do get to levels now where it's just starting to look at uh, very cheap levels, you know, very low, very low levels. Okay. All right. Yeah, and uh, mm. I, I, I would think that the mere fact that David and I can find lots of shares to buy mm. tells mm. you that the market is actually approaching some sort of mm. value. Eh? Mm. Yeah. Okay. All right. So it's not all doom and gloom. David Wayne, we shall leave it there. Thank you very much for, uh, for joining us this evening, as always, on a Wednesday night. David Shapiro is from Sassman Securities. Wayne McCurry is from F&B Wealth and Investments. And Bright is back with Stockwatch tomorrow night. Same time, same place. Have a good evening. Mm -hmm.